Welcome to a new season of our podcast, Off the Rack. If you're new here, my name is Tiffany Asamoah, founder of Bold Swim. Off the Rack is where we talk all things fashion as it relates to sustainability, diversity, and inclusion. This season, we are highlighting even more bold leaders, founders, brand partners, and affiliates that are paving the way for brands, consumers, fashion and sustainability enthusiasts, and novices alike to participate in the sustainable marketplace. Today, I have the founder of Buy Good, Feel Good, and his story is one of that comes out of awareness and responsibility that we have in fashion. Hello, Tiffany. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, my name is Rafiq Riyad, and I'm the founder of Buy Good, Feel Good. Uh, Buy Good, Feel Good is a platform for ethical, sustainable, and uh, conscious brands. Uh, we are on a mission to connect good brands with good people. That's our tagline. Um, we believe that uh, brands do have really the power to change the world, and we as consumers do have uh, we enable that change to happen through our spending patterns and, and our conscious um, consumerism. If, if yeah, if we're if we're aware and uh, diligent about what we're doing, so we're trying to facilitate that transaction between people and brands. Uh, we have everything from fair trade brands, uh, people working with uh, marginalized communities at home and abroad, um, all types and sorts of social enterprises. Uh, where sustainability, uh, commitment to social justice is at the heart of what the brand is after. Very, very similar to, to Boltzmann, and we're very, very excited to, to have Boltzmann on the platform. I appreciate you reaching out and us connecting, and I thought there's a lot of synergy there, so I'm glad to be a part of your community as well. I love what you guys are doing, and I think that it's definitely time. I think there's so much opportunity, but the way that we do these things, it's definitely a, a marathon, not a sprint, that we have to continually use these platforms, connect with brands and create a community where we're having the same thought process around how we spend our dollars and what is a change that we like to see in the industry. Absolutely. We, we couldn't be happier to have bold and uh, around maybe 50 or 60 other brands that are truly committed to doing business differently, to truly committed to using um, business as a force for good, as, as we have all been using that tagline as well for years now. <laughs> uh, yes. Absolutely, that's great. So you told us a little bit about your mission and your, your why. Tell us a little bit more about you and how you got started. What was your journey with sustainability like? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the hard I, questions. Uh, no, no easy questions here. <laughs> it's not an easy question, but but it's a it's a question I like to be asked because uh, I like to be reminded every day with that journey because I really love the journey um, that that I was lucky to to undertake. Uh, I was born and raised in in Cairo, Egypt, um, and Egypt is a an amazing country, uh, but it also is a country where there's a lot of discrepancy between rich and poor. So from a very, very young age, the idea of poverty was something that, um, that you got exposed to as a kid. You go to church or you go to the mosque or wherever you're going and let's give to the poor, let's give to the poor. And you see that poor all the time. Every time you go out on the street, you see that poor that you talk 
that they talk about in churches and in mosques and in at home and so forth. Um, I thought I knew what poverty was until maybe the age of 12 when I went on a school trip to uh, a community on the outskirts of Cairo known as the garbage collectors community. This is a community of maybe 40 to 50,000 people undocumented living in the slums. Their job was to collect solid waste from uh, the 20 million residents of Cairo every single day. So they start their work maybe at 2 a.m. and 2 a.m. in the morning or at night, depending how you see it, uh, and they uh, collect from door to door um, up until six or seven in the morning, and then they go back to their community and they start sorting that waste. Uh, we went on a school trip, and it hit me that day. It hit me, I, and I remember the sensation really uh, vividly. Suddenly poverty had a smell, poverty had a name, poverty um, had a face. Um, and what, what I remember was striking to me was, um, was the lack of hope and, and the lack of, um, yeah, I think the lack of hope that I witnessed in my conversations with people there. We were, we were a school trip, we were 12 year olds and I was speaking with, with kids and there were younger kids on the street and so like, hey, what do you wanna do when you grow up? And that's, that, and that's what I thought you asked little kids, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and I don't think they understood the question and those who understood the question said like, what do you mean we're gonna be collecting garbage? Uh, and it hit me that there is no hope for anything. So this is when I uh, decided I wanted to do something about this. It did not sit well with me. Um, I pursued a career in environmental sustainability and, and worked um, with the government of Egypt for maybe 10 years or so on economic empowerment and environment. You usually find that uh, people who are uh, economically marginalized uh, do have also uh, resource deprivation on the environmental side. They don't like, when you're poor, you don't get clean water. When you're poor, you don't have access to sanitation. When you're poor, you don't have access to clean air. Um, so I was working at that, at that intersectionality um, between poverty and environment. And, um, and then I came across maybe in the year um, 2005, 2007, this is when the private sector started um, playing a role in that fight against poverty, uh, when corporate social responsibility became something that people were talking about. I got involved in that a little bit. Um, and then I was exposed to, maybe they didn't call it back then a social enterprise, but I was exposed to um, community economic projects that help people get out of poverty, that help people earn uh, a dignified livelihood where they decide their own fate. Um, with the money that they made. Something that did not really also sit well with me when I was involved in development projects, whether they're, they were funded by the Egyptian government or as happens in a lot of developing countries, you find a lot of these projects are um, funded by foreign countries like Canada would go and, and, and through um, CEDA back then, the Canadian International Development Agency, now it's Global Affairs, they would go and, and, and um, fund development projects in, in poorer countries. Uh, but 
what I really didn't like was that the decision about the fate of these people in these communities and what they needed were, um, were decided in Ottawa, in Geneva, in New York, uh, and not in the slums, uh, or rarely in the slums. Um, and I really appreciated the model of a business um, that empowers people to earn a livelihood and empowers them to, um, to decide their own fate. I really admired that model. Um, 2011, I moved to Canada. I started uh, a social enterprise called SALT and I started working with marginalized uh, women-owned businesses um, in East Africa, mostly in Egypt, but uh, we extended my business partner and I back then uh, to Kenya and, and Uganda and in Latin America where we're bringing in products uh, from these communities and helping them uh, reach a market in North America. Um, we worked on that for a few years. And once again, I realized this is amazing what we're doing. And there are other people who are doing similar stuff. Um, but we're lacking a platform that brings us all together. We were too small. I felt we were too small to affect change. I felt we're too lost, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have a home. We would go, um, I had a car full of products and um, <clears throat> I always say this, I, if you invited me for a wine and cheese or for your birthday, I, without you knowing that I would be setting a table, people, people knew it, but <laughs> I would set up a table and try to sell products at your party and, <laughs> and that, some people loved that, and some people didn't, but I had products and I wanted to sell them. Um, and I did a lot of events as well, so uh, farmers markets and, and trade shows and so on, but I did not find an event that was uh, really speaking to our customers and to us as socially, um, socially and environmentally conscious brands. Um, so in 2014, we started Buy Good Feel Good in Toronto as um, the only consumer um, and later on trade show that was focused on social enterprises in North America. We were not, and I don't think I'm aware of any other uh, trade show with that scale that was focused on um, supporting and promoting social enterprises. We did that from 2014 to 2019. We all know what happened in 2020. Um, and we pivoted into uh, an e-commerce platform doing just that. And, what I love about e-commerce is the reach is amazing. Like when we were doing these consumer shows, we would get people from the greater Toronto area. Uh, but now with the platform, you get people anywhere in Canada and anywhere in the US. And you can have brands come in from anywhere in Canada and anywhere in the US. So we're very, very excited about this new chapter of um, a digital platform for um, socially and environmentally conscious brands. And that is the journey, Tiffany. <laughs> well, what a journey it has been. I mean, full circle, right? It's it's always amazing how you start out in one area and it just really builds your foundation and your from your upbringing, from you know just being in the environment to your professional life, and then seeing a need and it's, you know being a calling for you, and then pivoting in times of another type of crisis, right, where we can see the need for sustainability and like you, I feel like sustainability is not just about the materials. It's not just about how we produce things because it's, it's people we're going to continue to consume. That's just what we do. But 
it's in the mindset. And I really like that, you know, that's a part of you, a part of your story that you have the mindset, you saw it firsthand, you grew up with that. And, you know, as a kid and, you know, a little bit of the naivety of a child trying to, you know, relate to these people and they can't even think past, you know, getting clean access to clean water. And we all know, and we see it now, and there's still struggles here, even in the U.S. If, if one person doesn't have access to clean water, imagine what else they don't have access to. These are basic necessities that once they can't even look through, you know, clothing, food, shelter, nothing else matters, right? They're in this survival mode and that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable for anyone. And both of you are, you and I are here in Los Angeles and we see it every day. Every day there's a new housing um, community on the sidewalk and it's, it's just unfortunate, right? There's so much um, here that we have access to to be able to give back and to support these people. Absolutely, and, and you were saying, um, I, I absolutely agree. And, and without access to these uh, basic, basic rights, um, nothing's going to happen to these communities. There is no development. There is no hope. There is no ambition. There is no, uh, there's no a lot of things. The list is huge. Uh, but what also strikes me, I feel it's not fair. It is not fair. I always question, why am I sitting in front of a computer having this lovely conversation with you? Why do I get that privilege where someone else is probably living in a tent or, or living in a slum in a, in a different country? Um, I just feel it's a matter of fairness and through brands like Bold, the general public finally has a tool to address this unfairness, to address this injustice. Um, we were looking, we were always looking at governments when, when, when I went back to my parents and told them like, why are these people are so poor and we're not? And so I'm like, well, the government is not doing their job and the government's that and the government's that. And we felt helpless as a family. Maybe what we could do is donate, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but through brands like Bold Swim, we every day, hopefully not more, more than once a day, but every day we have a choice to make and, and we can... Uh, we're empowered to do something about this. And this is what I love about the community that we, we belong to. Absolutely. And I think it, like you mentioned, it goes beyond just having these access and we have this privilege. So we have to use this privilege, right? The privilege is there for us to do good. And now that we have a response, it goes beyond just the privilege. It goes into responsibility. We have a responsibility that we, we've seen it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand. I see it every day. And now I have a responsibility to be a responsible brand owner. I need to be a responsible community member to partner with brands such as yours, Buy Good, Feel Good, to be able to use this responsibility and kind of grow that network, right? Because, you know, unfortunately, people can't just walk around in bikinis all day. However, in Los Angeles, that's a, a different case. But um, we, we need to be able to have these community community of like-minded brand owners, like-minded platforms that give us the opportunity to promote these opportunities and not even just for, you know, business standpoint to sell something. But I know a lot of us and myself especially is I don't highlight a lot of the, the giving back that I do. I've mentioned it probably in my newsletter or every quarter or things like that, but because I feel like it just should be done. I don't feel like there needs to be mm. any social aspect. I don't Feel like we need to have um, my husband's West African, so 
the perspective we have on how poverty is kind of highlighted. Oh, look at me, you know, um, this virtual signaling that happens is, yes. I don't like that. I just do it. I've been raised that way. My dad's a pastor. We used to give back to orphanages and, you know, yes. nursing homes wow. and things like that. It's just something that I do because I care. It's not, I don't need, you know, anybody to tag me. I don't need it to be shown. I just do it out of the kindness of my heart because I have the privilege and the responsibility to do so. Absolutely. And, and to be honest, you're already doing a lot with your everyday business. And I think this is what, what this community is all about. Whether you do have a, 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 an arm that gives back on top of running your business, but the way you run your business is every day giving back um, yep. to the environment and to the community. Like I was, um, I know we're in Earth Month and we're going to talk environmental sustainability and then have a little bit of a focus on that. Um, but I'm impressed with what you as a brand is doing um, with the better packaging uh, company that you're using, how your packaging is 100% compostable. And I bet you it costs you more than normal packaging. And that's a choice that you've decided to make. So I um, thank you for, um, for all you're doing every day. I appreciate that. Yeah, and it is those things. And I think that's part of the educational piece, not only the materials and the methods that we can do to promote sustainability and long term throughout the whole product life cycle, but also the business costs, right? There's there's this intersection that happens where if you wanted to do like a Venn diagram, it's a conscious choice that has to be made every day. And how do I continue to run a business with and be profitable with choosing the right thing. And I know that this is the right thing to do. So I'm willing to do it because this is what needs to happen. Right. And I do it in a way where you just know that it's good. It's, I have everything transparent on the website. If I update something, if there's a goal that I want to meet that I haven't met, I'm very transparent about that. So you're right. It's a conscious effort to invest in sustainability and I think investment is the right word <laughs> because you, these materials are not uh, cheap and when people you know outside of commoditizing what Bold Swim does is you know we sell swimwear and skincare it's outside of that when you um, touch and feel the product people get it people get it because it's not the typical cheap swimwear that they're used to seeing or they know of or I'll just buy it at Target or things like that. It's something yeah. special. And when you put it on or you feel it and you're like, I understand why. And now you know that there are people behind it that produce this for us that are being paid living wages that they can go out and have the privilege and the responsibility to give back in their communities um, because of who I partner with. I partner with two small ateliers that give back. They donate to children, the, the scraps from fabric to be able to make their own craft projects to help them. Oh, amazing. You know, support an indus uh, industry in fashion and their own business and give them that creative hope that you're talking about because these children should be able to be children. They shouldn't have to be thinking about taking up a family business and trash collecting it. If that's what they want to do and they see the responsibility there, that's great but there's something else, right? There's something else that everybody can have a piece in contributing to because we're all not the same. Absolutely. And um, I don't know why I got distracted and started looking. I don't know if uh, Bolt Swim has a men's line and, and I found a men's line. Yeah. yeah. The small men's line, but the what I saw was really cool. So I might uh, 
you might try one of those. Oh, the, cathedral, the cathedral shores look great. Yeah, we just started that out of need for a lot of our customers wanting to get men stuff or get stuff for their partners or and even women like we focus on diversity and inclusion and you know technically speaking for a garment we have to you know anatomically make it appropriate but we've found a way to kind of blend those two worlds right so we have in those shorts cathedral and the cabana shorts there's a lining but it's not just specific for men it's specific for a woman to wear it comfortably as well. So, oh, yeah. amazing. Okay. That's yeah, great. we're really proud of it. So, yeah, congratulations. Thank fun. you. It was what is one of those things it's like, do we do it too soon? Do we do it now? So, we just did a small collection and it's doing really well. So, we're Fantastic. excited to bring more designs and styles for the guys out. Oh, good. Good. That's amazing. And I think um, in what we're doing, that is never too soon. Let's do it now. and and see and if it works it works if it doesn't we we change course right that's it that's yeah. it well this brings me to my question of the day so you know already we've talked a little bit offline as we were onboarding through their process um but myself and bold swim because i am bold swim we're one and the same we love supporting founders who promote excuse me sustainability through their brand beyond just earth day so we know that's coming up. We know that's a lot of people's focus. It's like one day out of the year or a month out of the year, and then we never hear that conversation again. Whether it's finding greener alternatives in your supply chain and running campaigns to reduce waste and carbon footprints, we see you and we appreciate you. So the question that we like to ask you is, how do you support sustainability as a founder? I know you kind of gave us some high level and some deep dives into some things, but how will you as a platform for other brands and build your community, how do you see yourself supporting sustainability? All right. Um, so I, I guess the focus is on environmental sustainability since we're talking about uh, Earth Month. Um, obviously sustainability is a multifaceted term that hopefully encompasses social and financial and, and environmental, but for the environmental part, because it is the focus of our conversation, and it is part a big part of um, a big part of consuming, right? Um, what we do, since because we're a platform, uh, our sustainability, environmental sustainability, is pretty much linked to the sustainability of the brands that we work with. Uh, so we go through a due diligence exercise uh, where we make sure that all the brands that are featured on Buy Good, Feel Good are deeply committed to environmental sustainability. And, and they do that uh, like Bold Swim from, from material supply chains to packaging and um, an offsetting of, of carbon footprints. We as a marketplace uh, with ShopPay, we offset for carbon emissions. And what, one thing we're, we're looking into right now and, and maybe, um, this is the first time we talk about it or I talk about it in a public forum like that. We want to make the gift card cool again. Um, I think mm -hmm. the idea of a gift card for, um, for a very long time um, was seen as impersonal or the lazy way to give a gift to someone. The way we look at it, it's the most environmentally sustainable way to get someone. Um, it, um, 
obviously reduces returns, it reduces packaging, carbon footprint, and it gives people the choice to, to make the choice for what they really want. Um, so we're launching this campaign soon, say so stay tuned, making the gift card cool again. Um, and, and I hope that helps reduce our environmental footprint as a marketplace. Oh, it makes me smile because I agree. I think that um, you want to give somebody something to someone a gift that they can really appreciate. And if anything else, you know, a lot of brands don't have expiration dates. So even if you if they did, it goes back to supporting a sustainable brand, right? So it's doing the right thing, investing in it and letting that person choose. But it's just almost like a treat in a way where I got this great gift card and I can shop anywhere this sustainable brand that maybe before I wasn't able to or with this little additional gift, I can, you know, add to it and have, you know, my purchases be where I want them to be. Absolutely. We, we hope, um, yeah, we hope that people get the idea and, and, and um, get on board with it because um, we really feel uh, it really will reduce returns and exchanges and, and all that stuff. So, so that's good for everyone. Yeah. And that's another part that, you know, fashion specifically has the hard time, but I think there's a lot of technology. We worked with a partner before with um, getting the grading, the sizing correct, uh, working with customer feedback and through a lot of that trial and error, we've come out with some great things and we're able to kind of create um, a standard sizing with our own based on whole bunch of data from people using our avatars or trying on our product that I think that'll help reduce it, which has helped reduce a lot as well. We don't have a lot of returns for that reason and maybe some preference things, but outside Maybe. of that, we, we kind of nailed that early on. So I hope that other brands take that, the opportunity yeah. to learn and kind of adjust because that also plays a big part into um, buyer's remorse and waste in the industry. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. Well, I have so many more questions, but I'll limit it to them now. We'll, we'll maybe have a highlight um, when we have, I come to your podcast, but there is anything else that you want to share with the Bull Swim community about buy good, feel good. What else is on the horizon for you guys? Um, I guess we should do an official launch soon. Um, this will kind of kick us off. Um, but yes. any other things that you want to share with the community? Where can they find you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think the ask here is like, come join our community and, and follow our journey. We're uh, on social media at Buy Good Feel Good, and, and the website is buygoodfeelgood.com. Uh, just be part, yeah, follow our journey and, and send us your feedback on what you like and what you don't like. This is uh, we're doing this to serve uh, a larger community of conscious consumers, and, and we love feedback. So welcome on board. Thanks for having us, Rafi. Um, so I'll let you go from there and I look forward to talking to you soon. Amazing. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great day. You too.